0: you know what i mean so i don't know Uh, yeah maybe i'm doing the wrong thing who knows i'm always doing the wrong thing eric it's always more fun
1: i mean the outcome the the results aren't fun but (laughs) the results always turn into
0: a disaster right yeah yeah for sure that's what i mean that's that that's like our podcast in a nutshell just do it wrong until it's right do it wrong until it's right exactly Greetings citizens of earth. That's their name now. Yes citizens of earth. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to all of our listeners as greeting citizens of earth. (laughs) I like it. Yeah yeah and then I'm gonna be like welcome to the show greeting citizens of earth. (laughs) That's how I'm gonna do it. It's a beautiful
1: name. It's a family name.
0: Very much so now, Mm -hmm. but for real. Greetings, citizens of Earth. Welcome to the Accelerative Thrust. I'm Dan.
1: And I'm Eric.
0: (laughs) And uh, guess what? We're going to talk about records today.
1: Yeah. That's something that's never been done. No, especially on this podcast.
0: But before you hear that, I would also like you to go back and hear some other episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, get yourself familiar with the entire thing our Mm -hmm. entire output, all 58 episodes worth. They are available on transistor and Google and uh, God, man, why am I blanking out on? Oh, Spotify. Spotify is the big one. Content made right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amazon, all those things. You can go back and you can listen to our voices for hours.
1: You know, uh, we have reviewed some really cool records, by the way. I we only, really have. I, I wish we could go back and re-review some of them, because me too. They're so good. So you guys should go back and listen to them. I'm not saying our reviews are good, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. But yeah, the, yeah. some
1: of the records, like, like just off the top of my head, like uh, White Noise. Remember that one? Yes, White oh, Noise. That's awesome. Yep. There's so many good ones. You guys should just go back, listen through them all. But no, for real. There. When I look through sometimes some of the old episodes, I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. We always should have done two non locals every week instead of three a piece. Yes. Because, but we, yeah, we I'm kind of so glad
0: <laughs> we really did. And I'm kind of glad that we have that back catalog now. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's really, really great. Dude, there was some really hilarious news this week. Oh, snap. What happened? Man. Okay. So check this out. Okay. You've heard of Wendy's, right?
1: <laughs> the restaurant, yeah. The restaurant, Wendy's. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Did you read this article I sent you? Uh, oh, where they were talking smack to someone? Yeah, they were yeah. talking. So, what happened? Listen to this. So, uh, apparently, Wendy's
0: has, I guess, January 12th is the hashtag national roast day okay. for American burger chain Wendy's. So, that was what last. I don't know whenever mm-hmm. um, apparently somebody at Wendy's who I guess runs the Twitter account or something mm-hmm. must know a lot about metal mm. because they just kept roasting metal bands on their Wendy's Twitter wow. to the point where like apparently these metal bands are familiar with this. It must happen every year, <laughs> but like lamb of God was like, you know let's hear it at wendy's and then wendy's responded my dad really dug your stuff Hmm. Uh, under oath wendy's is like new stuff sounds like my little brother trying to cuss for the first time attack attack (laughs) they have the best one all right burger bozos let's get this party started and then their response is guess when the other former members turn you down the only real option is becoming a metalcore version of the midnight Winds of Plague is like, let's hear it to Wendy's. Wendy's is like something no one has said about your music since two thousand nine. Wow. <laughs> so
1: rude. Yeah,
0: I gotta say Wendy's Wendy's is kind of killing it there, man. So I didn't know yeah. that there was even like a Wendy's National Roast Day that had to do with metal, but that's kind of cool. Kind of makes me want to support their little uh, franchise, that independent burger joint. Yeah. Uh, go and get myself one of those dollar sausage biscuits
1: they have breakfast now you know and i didn't mm-hmm. sorry Yeah. wow they should have no. called it national grill day <laughs> <laughs> they totally
0: should have called it national grilled you know that makes a lot of sense but i don't that would be more appropriate for burger king but oh yeah because you know they're the only ones that flame broil their oh, burgers ass. actually i guess wendy's does have a grill don't they
1: yeah. A flat, so, a flat iron grill,
0: flat iron grill. Yeah. yeah. You, do you remember that band Hugh corrupts?
1: Mm-hmm. I do. So
0: I remember they played a show in Muscatine mm-hmm. and yeah. I overheard uh, the bass. The, one of the members was talking to one of our acquaintances, Noah from a hmm He said that our bass player, we went through Wendy's and our bass player got a triple stack Cause at the time they were doing the single double and triple stacks mm-hmm. with double the meat. Gross. So six patties. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's like a, a meat caterpillar.
0: A <laughs> meat caterpillar. Yeah. Or a meat mountain, which Arby's actually has a meat mountain. Yeah. It's like a, a giant roast beef sandwich. Like, hmm. I don't know. And I think it also has bacon and cheese on it too. Like, Hmm. All of these like unhealthy things. Wow. Mm-hmm. So Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox got married, and they drank each other's blood. Oh, wedding. well that that's cool. The best thing about it is that the article opens up with Slipknot, Public Enemy number one, Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> what does that mean? Slipknot, <laughs> because Slipknot, uh, because Machine Gun Kelly had a little feud with Slipknot. So. The whole band. Yeah. I think mainly just um, Corey Taylor. Oh, okay. I think, I think like he was making fun of Slipknot on stage or something. I don't, I don't even know. Hmm. I don't want, I don't want to give out fake news or disinformation here, (laughs) but I think um, he said something about Slipknot and I think Corey Taylor talked shit about Machine Gun Kelly because He was a rapper who turned into, who's now making rock music. Hmm. Uh, Like he, he's doing like pop punk now. And I think Corey Taylor kind of said like, well, you're not a real rock musician, you know, or something like that. I think Hmm. it was one of those situations.
1: (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) But anyway, in any case, I don't know anything about anything. I'm just like, you could be saying like, and then the Thundercats, Oh, I got real mad. Like, <laughs> Smurf, and it's uh, like, I, it, it, there's none of this is real at all. To Dude, me. have you, I don't ever- know any of these people.
0: <laughs> I found a book in uh, goodwill years ago called Saturday morning mind control. Whoa. And I want to find it again because it has one of my favorite covers of all time. It has like a TV with a Ninja turtle holding like a flying V guitar Whoa, coming nice. out of it. And it's written by this total like crazy Christian guy. I can't think of his name. Hmm. And uh, it like is talking about the satanic influence that all Saturday morning cartoons had on kids in the 80s. Like Papa Papa Smurf is a wizard. Master Splinter was using telepathy to communicate with his students, the turtles, through like satanic practices and witchcraft. It was amazing. I was like, dude, I never knew Papa Smurf was a wizard who performed black magic. So I tell everybody that now, whenever yeah. they're like, Hey, I like the Smurfs. I'm like, well, did you know that Papa Smurf was a wizard? <laughs> like, and I'll, I'll say that about Master Splinter too. Well, you know that when he sits in that Lotus position wow. and he like is meditating, that's black magic. That's witchcraft.
1: Jeez. Wow. Yeah. wow. I didn't know either. I knew Gargamel was a wizard oh yeah but he's one of the one of the safe wizards or he's he's one of the ones that tells you he's bad so it's not so bad
0: right so it's not so bad he already knows the maryland manson defense the maryland manson defense hey all of this ties into the next news story that Uh doesn't really have a lot to do with music but it can okay so, did you hear about the after-school Satan club that's targeting children's ages six to eleven at an
1: Illinois elementary school in Moline? You know, uh, I did hear about that because I think John Burns might have posted something about it. I'm sh- I'm sure he did, and um, uh, I think it's interesting. But what's the it, article say? Well, I mean, the article
0: just basically is just saying I don't know. An Illinois school district is under fire for allowing an after-school Satan club. Uh, parents are outraged after a flyer inviting Jane Adams Elementary students, ages six to eleven, to an after-school Satan club circulated on social media. Now, the Satanic Temple's co-founder, who I am familiar with, his name is Lucian Greaves, uh-huh. yeah. and I, uh, dude, this whole thing, this after-school Satan club, what these Illinois Moline, Illinois parents don't understand. This has been going on for years at various school districts across the country. Now, Lucien Greaves, the founder of the satanic temple. um, If I'm not mistaken, I also think that I think it was in Omaha or somewhere. They put up a, like a statue of Baphomet, like in somewhere like downtown
1: or something. Pretty much any, any town that displays the 10 commandments. Yes, they, they file to put in a um, statue of the Bath of May.
0: Yep. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. So Lucian Greaves, though, was on Tucker Carlson like four <laughs> or five years ago. Yeah. And um, so I, I was familiar with this guy like four or five years ago because mm-hmm. my dad watches Fox News. And so I, mm. I like to watch Fox News sometimes, too, just to see what Fox News is thinking I mean, sure. I'm like that with all news organizations. Uh, here's the thing is this letter, I mean, it's the exact same letter. Like mm-hmm. five years ago, there was like conspiracy YouTubers and stuff talking about this after school same club in like Rhode Island or something. It's right. literally the same exact letter. That other. For sure. It's, so this yeah. has been going on for like years. It's so interesting. But okay, from what I am seeing or some information I gathered, if this is true Mm -hmm. now, don't take my word for this. Anybody, Lucy and Greaves, if you're listening to this, feel free to, um, get hold of Tucker. I'd like Tucker Carlson. If you're listening to this, feel free to get on this, you know, podcast and clear things up. Cause I'm sure you know a lot about the Satan club, but, uh, anyway, that I think they should change their name from the satanic temple to the Satan club. Uh, but, uh, I like it too. But anyway, my understanding is that the, the church of Satan is not a fan of the satanic temple.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I heard that this is because the church of Satan admits that they worship the devil and the satanic temple claims they don't. And that uh, the, sat- the Satanism they practice has nothing to do with the devil, but more with other like community outreach or something mm-hmm. like that. So anyway, I just thought that that was, if that is not disinfo, if it is, I am sorry, Lucian Greaves, I am sorry. (laughs) Well, I can't really apologize to Anton LaVey anymore, can I?
1: Uh, It depends on what you believe, I guess.
0: (laughs) Justin Pearson from The Locust, I think, is now a minister of the Church of Satan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's been posting some stuff on his Instagram about... Hmm something like that. But anyway, um, I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm into
1: it. I, I mean, I've said it on here a million times. I love Satan. He's great. <laughs> Satan uh, is good. But you know, the thing about it is, is that both the satanic temple and the church of Satan really are truly at their core, just secular humanism. The difference is is that the church of Satan in order to sell more copies of the satanic Bible, they put in a bunch of, um, kind of fake ass devil worship stuff in the back Uh of the book. The rest of it really is just kind of like the secular humanist Bible, but he wanted to sell more copies of it and it worked. And, you know, I I think the satanic temple is more about showing the hypocrisy um, of freedom of religion versus freedom from religion and, um, and things like that. So sure. I don't know how well they get along. I'm sure they have to not like each other so they can both continue to make money. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, excuse me. That was Satan making me cough. <laughs> you I know, I've got, got a breath full of brimstone in my lungs. I think now fire and brimstone in the
0: throat of Eric. Um oh, always. My uh uh I think now would be the perfect time for me to announce my book coming out. Oh yeah the christian rap rock bible oh yeah wow Mm. Mm. or actually the christian rap metal bible i just changed it oh it's Mm. about christian rap metal bands
1: oh well does it teach you how to perform christian rap metal well the first half of it talks about (laughs) that but then the second
0: half i include a bunch of like anti-witch stuff to Mm. try and sell more copies wow yeah. And not only that, but it's also talking about how like Fred Durst and mm. pe- uh, people like that are actual Christian good guys. Oh, wow. It's like, like, like uh, yeah. I'm exposing the rap metal community for what it really is. A bunch of <laughs> a bunch of Christian nice guys, <laughs> Christian good guys. Exactly. So that that's I mean, the whole thing, really. Fred is pretty clean cut you know yeah i mean he looks like a dad
1: in his new photos depends on uh socioeconomics but he looked like a dad before <laughs> well
0: that's true i mean maybe but this time you know how many dads
1: like... i've met with nascar beards and this this,
0: <laughs> this time he looks like a real dad not a fake one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway oh boy getting way off topic here let's <laughs> talk about some
1: records cool yeah, wow. <laughs> kind of kinda out of breath after all that, you know? Yeah, there was a lot of satanic and Ooh. Christian talk there. Really gets me going. We're talking about fake dads and all this stuff. Oh man. It's one thing I hate worse than fake dads. <laughs> Real <laughs> dads.
0: Real dads. <laughs> That's the only thing.
1: They are oh, the man. worst.
0: They are. I oh man.
1: <sighs> anyway. Sorry dad My my record (laughs) Probably has a dad in it I don't know I actually don't know where they're from I don't know who's in the band I didn't really do much research um, Because I don't know why Sometimes I don't like to know Sometimes I like things to be a mystery And these guys are kind of mysterious They are called The Kundalini Genie And the record is called Half In Half Out It came out just this year. The Kundalini Genie has a few things that they've released, um, and I've only heard bits of the older stuff, and um, and it's pretty similar to this record. Now, I'm saying Kundalini, and that sounds like maybe a bad word, but I looked it up, and it has nothing to do with what you think it does. It's a, it's a kind of yoga. The Kundalini Genie is, um, I guess, at its core, a psych band I don't think anyone would disagree with that um I also think it falls somewhere between sort of like neo psychedelia you know but also there's a bit of shoe gaze to this whole thing and dream pop a little bit at least as far as the guitar work I really liked it sometimes with this kind of music I feel like things get really cliche and it's like well if you've heard one you've heard them all but this one was a little bit different because they did sort of let it get a little mellower kind of you know like shoegaze stuff it never really gets too heavy as far as like heavy psych stuff it, it's like certain groups like um I don't know Denava or Assemble Head and Sunburst Sound or something like that they're more like a heavy metal they're more like heavy metal that gets psychedelic this one's just really psychedelic Um, It stays mellow, definitely fuzzed out though. The songs take you a lot of places, but I think it pays attention a little bit more to maybe like some of the sixties pop that was happening versus some of the sixties acid rock. So you have that in there too. Um, I really like the vocalist. Um, I think the vocals add a nice mellow anchor to everything. Even if the music does get a little out there, or a little too groovy or whatever. It never feels like they're playing the part of a psych band because the vocalist kind of holds it together. Not to say there isn't the classic reverbs and tremolos and things on the vocals, but um it just never really gets into like I don't know, like deep purple kind of screaming and stuff. You know, it's a really nice pop-oriented sound to that. Um the other thing I noticed that was interesting about this record was the guitar is very twangy the main guitar lots of reverb tremolo like we always talk about twanginess on that on this show because well I'm obsessed with it mm. and it's usually in regards to something more like Twin Peaks or Charlie Majera or whatever and, and things like that more like retro 50s rock and roll country kind of stuff And I think this had a lot in it for what it is, which is, you know, modern psych. Overall, I think it was a nice, mellow uh, psych record, but it did have some dreamier elements in it. And they did let their guard down a little bit. And there's even some acoustic tracks and, and things like that. So, yeah, I think it comes off as a little less like the heavy psych that we're all used to and a little more a little more like psych pop. I enjoyed it quite a bit. So what'd you think, Dan? Yeah, I think that that's
0: exactly what it is, is this from the get-go reminded me of like 60s style psychedelic pop and uh, uh, dreamy sort of like, that was one of the things that I could use to describe the guitar tone Mm as like a dreamy. So that shoegaze element that you're talking about, I think the songs are really, well put together here as well sometimes it reminds me of like something like maybe the velvet underground Mm -hmm. uh maybe not as experimental as that was uh brian Jonestown massacre kind of comes to Mm -hmm. mind too when it comes to like modern type stuff but and this might sound a little weird but there were even parts of it that reminded me of like the doors a little bit sure yeah or some something along those lines so that classic rock uh that you're talking about uh definitely is here but uh another uh thing that i really thought that this really reminded me of was dark family yeah for sure like like condor and jaybird dark family all of jeremy anderson's Mm -hmm. music like kind of reminded me of this it's psychedelic but i don't know if you can necessarily call it psychedelic i think condor and jaybird and dark family get a little more rocking
1: than this mm-hmm. at yeah, times i think so too. like
0: a little more punkier like than this i hear like elements of like west coast pop art experimental band mm-hmm. even like blur and oasis honestly <laughs> like <laughs> just I, there are all kinds of stuff i think um if you dig all of this mm-hmm. all of all of the stuff that i mentioned um i i really think that there's something here for you
1: yeah, honestly, um, if someone did like Dark Family after we reviewed it, I would say check this out, too. I mean, it, absolutely. it's not like they either one sound just like the other. No, not at all. They're definitely in the same realm. Like, I would put them both in the same
0: category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're both two totally, clearly two, two totally different bands that are doing their own thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed this a lot. Nice. Um, So, Yeah. All right. So my pick is from a group called the internet and the name of the record is ego death. This is their third album. They have four albums out to date. I believe. Um, the internet is a kind of an R and B slash funk slash, I would say maybe hip hop inspired band and they're a full band and they came out in the the early days they were part of the odd future uh click or the odd future like crew so they when they first came out they were associated with artists like tyler the creator and earl sweatshirt and they were everybody else was doing rap music but these guys were doing this kind of music Mm -hmm. and so i always thought that that was really interesting plus i feel like if you look back on odd future when they were i guess they're not really a thing so much anymore it's not really a crew anymore Mm -hmm. because everyone kind of went their own separate ways Mm -hmm. the two biggest names uh are obviously tyler the creator is kind of like the i guess for lack of a better way to describe it leader or like the i hate to say the leader but it's definitely the most popular one the Mm -hmm. one that everyone knows. And then Earl Sweatshirt got a lot of attention too. But there were a lot of other artists that fell under the odd future umbrella that didn't really get a lot of, I don't know, for whatever reason, they, they didn't get a lot of attention. And the internet, I feel, is in a way kind of one of them, or at least I don't think that they got the attention that they deserve. Let me kind of like say... I actually don't really listen to a lot of R&B. It's just mm-hmm. never really been my thing at all. There's something about the way that the internet does it that just attracts me to it. I I don't even know why. It's The best way that I can describe this is like a hip hop inspired R&B album, but it also has like funk and even to a certain extent, punk rock tendencies. There's something kind of, punkish about the way that they approach the R and that I think maybe is what attracts me to it. It's very smooth instrumentation, very gorgeous sounding record. The singer's name is Sid. She used to go by the name Sid, the kid. That's the only member whose name I know, but mm. this is a full band. They got a bassist, a guitarist drummer. I think they may even have a DJ There's guests on here, like guest rappers, like Vic Menza makes an appearance. Tyler, the creator himself makes an appearance, but it's a very, very gorgeous sounding record that really has that R&B feel to it. But there's also a grittiness to it that it, one of, one of the groups that I could really compare this to musically would be like the Roots, like, especially like the earlier Roots stuff and that's not just because the roots are also a full band Mm -hmm. it's just that i hear a lot of that sort of style but doing it i guess through the filter of i don't know almost like almost like punk here because the bass is kind of a little like i I don't know the the production on it it has this sort of just a little bit of grit to it like Mm -hmm that the bass almost reminds me of like a Fugazi record or something. Mm -hmm. I know that that sounds really weird. That, that sounds like that, you know, you listen to this, like, I'm going to say, this does not sound like Fugazi. So (laughs) if you're expecting that, uh, no, but something about the bass and the rhythm section and the drums, it reminds me of that rhythmic sort of situation going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that if you're a fan of Erica Badu, Lauren Hill, even like Funkadelic to a certain extent uh, with the production of like a tribe called quest diggable planets. Like I mentioned the roots, a lot of the conscious hip hop from the nineties and beyond that's what this record, that's what the music on, on this record sounds like, but Sid's got a really killer voice Mm -hmm. and that is the star here as far Mm -hmm. as I'm concerned. That's, I mean, not the, the instrumentation is amazing. They're obviously skilled musicians, but Sid really has a, a great voice and I think a unique voice for this style of music. So yeah, I really enjoyed this and I've listened to all their other albums and they're all just as good, but this one really stood out for me. What did you think of it, Eric?
1: Well, okay. So let me, start by saying that modern soul music is and modern R B, is a is a style that I have a really hard time uh, enjoying. And I, I'm just throwing that out there. Sure and just trying to be real because and I get it sort of. like I numerous times I've talked it showed my wife something, right? And I'm like, look, I know it's heavy metal, <laughs> right? But it's, you know, it's really interesting, or they're doing this cool thing, or whatever. And a lot of times, she's, and and not just my wife, but lots of people, you know, they'll say, yeah, I can see that that's interesting, but I just don't like the sound of distorted guitars and aggressive vocals and anything that is made using that. Some people are gonna have a hard time. Getting into, yeah, the way it is, you know. Sure, sure, yeah. And um, and I've never really experienced that that often because usually if I hear something that, like I said, there's only a handful of types of music where, when it comes on, I'm like, eh, and I just go to the next thing or something. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, uh, R and B and modern soul kind of stuff is that way for me. But since We pick records and we have to listen to them, that wasn't an option. And at the end of the day, I'm really glad it wasn't an option because I ended up liking a lot of aspects of this. So with that being said, uh, I'm just going to kind of talk about the things that I really liked about it. And with the underlying idea of this is the, I don't usually listen to this kind of stuff. So, I might be talking out my ass because I don't understand anything, but that's the way it is. So anyway, with all that being said, I did think it was really, really well done. And I thought it was really interesting. And that's something I didn't expect out of it when it started. I didn't expect it to be interesting. You know what I mean? Right. I expected it to be just kind of mellow and laid back and not take a lot of chances, but it did um it, it's cool it's like it just feels like a soul record or an rb record till maybe the third song and then all of a sudden there's like rapping and it's like yes. oh wait what happened yep and like at first you think like this is all made on a synth or whatever because it has that sound to it just kind of like a standard soul r&b production sound for a little bit and then you're like oh wait that fill was interesting or that bass part was interesting. Oh shit, I think people are really playing this, you know? So like it took me by surprise a lot of these elements. It's a really nice mix of soul and hip hop. And yeah, it sounds like a live band with samples. The The production doesn't sleep. You might think of a live band playing R&B music would just phone it in to an extent, but they really don't. They're really playing. They're really pushing some boundaries. Um, Lots of effects, a lot of breakdowns and breaks and changes in the production, a lot of really interesting production ideas. Um, And like I said, it just makes it into this really interesting listen. And the vocals are great, too, just like you said. I mean, they're basically flawless. I really like the lyrics. Um they also break out of the mold that I thought we were in, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's one song where there's a refrain where in the background, she just keeps singing, you fucked up. Yeah. You fucked up. And it's like really good. And so with all, yeah, with all the things I said at the beginning of this review, I ended up really enjoying this record. And I would say if you like R and B and soul and mellow, very mellow laid back hip hop, you will like this already, but you'll also probably be surprised at some of the decisions they made and risks they took and just how inventive a lot of the production and music is. So sure, um, I ended up being really surprised by it and liking it. So, so thanks for picking it because yeah. like I said, I probably would have, you know, I listened to the first 30 seconds of a lot of first tracks these days to see if I'm, interested in reviewing something me too listening and this one wouldn't have made it for me but i'm glad that you picked it so yeah Yeah,
0: it's it's one of those things honestly like when i first listened to it i checked it out just because it was odd future Mm -hmm. and it didn't really make the cut for me for it took me a while to really understand what it was but the best way and this is probably not i don't know this might be entirely inaccurate but in my mind this sounds like an r and record on discord records because i i did hear as smooth and as gorgeous as the production was i heard just a just a tad bit of grit you mm. know what i mean sure. that i i really enjoyed like it sounded almost like it really sounded like they just recorded this in a room you know with i mean i, I don't know there's something something really kind of I guess honest about the recording that I really liked. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. It's always good to check out things and I learned that lesson with this too that sometimes if you just like go past the second or third track, mm-hmm. you that's when you start to really pick up on the real like meat of the album, you know? For
1: sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably pretty mm-hmm. unfair for me to judge whole albums by Dude, I half I do the, the se- first track, but think i've said this on the show before but i really stand by it like they say don't judge a book by its cover and they probably say don't judge an album by its cover here's the thing if a band has a shitty name and they have a shitty cover and the titles of their songs are shitty and then i start the first song and it's also shitty i can pretty much assume that our tastes don't match up yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like People, I've had people say that, like, oh, well, I mean, you can't really judge it by its cover. I'm like, I kind of can, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you have a shitty enough cover, I know that you don't have good taste. <laughs> That's and true. That's at true. At least, at least, it doesn't align with my taste. You know? Right. So, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so totally. I can listen to a lot of the, you know, first half of the first song on the album. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now on to something.
0: Totally interesting. This is a a local Iowa city release Mm -hmm. from a solo project. It describes itself as bedroom pop Mm -hmm. uh, called sound science. I enjoyed the hell out of this. Mm -hmm. I found this just because in mine and Eric's quest to try and have at least one local release on every record review episode, I was like, well, who's coming out with stuff? And I couldn't really find anything that current, but I came across sound science and I just thought it looked kind of interesting. I liked the description. And originally I said, well, his latest project I could find is infinite midlife crisis. And we were actually going to review that last week. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is, is that Eric saw the real date it was released and i thought that it was released in 2021 december of 2021 but it was actually released in december 2020 so the most recent one was this full-length palace of calm although he has mm-hmm. released he did release like a christmas ep
1: i did see um, that yeah.
0: and yeah i just think it would be better you know i think i think both of us agree it would be better just to to, you know, review his original work, yeah, which is absolutely. Palace of Calm was the latest full length mm-hmm. that he recorded. Now, I listened to Infinite Midlife Crisis mm-hmm. and I listened to Palace of Calm both. yeah, I enjoy the hell out of this project. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just excellent, for lack of a better way to, to describe it. Excellent electronic style twee pop would be like the best mm-hmm. way I could... It's got great production. There's lots of pitch-shifted vocals and all kinds of just joyful sounds. It sounds really uplifting, too, like uh, just in, in, in some way. It, it, I don't know. Something about it just brings me joy. I'm not quite sure if that's what this is all about. Uh, on his band camp, he kind of describes this, I don't know word for word, but I think that this record is kind of about trying to find like inner peace or something along those lines. But in any case, there's a lot of cool sounds on here. A lot of drum sounds, a lot of kind of synths, strange, playful sounds that I don't even know exactly what they are necessarily. Mm -hmm. The first song really reminds me, and this is not an insult because I actually like this song, uh, Owl City. They had that one hit that's like, I want to make the believe. Uh, Hmm. I don't, I don't know the words, but it was a huge hit. Like, I think it was like something like a firefly or something. I hadn't heard that song in years, but that's what the first track really made me think of. But it just, as it goes on, it just got more and more interesting. I, to the point, I don't really even know necessarily what to, what to describe this as. I mean, bedroom pop, I guess, definitely describes it. Um, because you can tell that it was a solo project in a way but it there's a lot going on just with with Mm -hmm. the sounds and everything that i guess the the term that i came up with is like alien mutant pop Hmm. i I mean it's just because it sounds alien it sounds alien but in like the best ways it's so interesting like almost like experimental pop i guess could be mm, maybe mm-hmm. but it's also just really catchy it as far as comparisons go i mean i hear a little bit of stuff like flaming lips sometimes mm. even like weezer even ween with some of the pitch shifted vocals the steve burns solo album i don't know if you're familiar with that one songs for <laughs> the no uh where you know who steve burns was the yeah. uh host the first host of blues clues Oh, he, okay. He, um, left that show and made a solo album with the flaming lips as his backing band. Wow. And this kind of reminds me of that. Cause it has almost like a childlike sound to it. Mm-hmm. Like it just sounds like a blast. Like this was a blast to make. I hear a little bit of maybe something like pulsars, even Bruce hack kind of comes to mind with some mm-hmm. of the childlikeness. mates of state apples and stereo, all of that stuff kind of comes to mind, but This doesn't sound like any of those at the same time. It's 100% like its own thing. And for somebody to be making this in their bedroom in Iowa city, I think it's amazing. Yeah. So thank you, Garrett. This is a fantastic release. What did you think, Eric? Uh,
1: I, I, I loved it. I mean, I just loved it. I don't know really what else to say it's wild it is Um, very wild and it's i don't know here's what i was talking to my wife she's the only person i talk to by the way so if you're starting to get that sense you're um completely accurate eric's (laughs) lying because he talks to me once a week (laughs) right i talk to dan for approximately an hour and a half once a week (laughs) the rest of the time it is just my wife but it was funny because I was like, I don't, I cannot believe I don't know this Garrett guy. Like, I can't believe it that someone's making music like this in my town. And it's not like I think I'm Mr. Cool and like, I know everybody or whatever, but it seems like something that I love this much, I probably should have discovered before this point. Um, She pointed out that maybe this person's young and that would probably... Uh, explain why I didn't know them (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah I I, it's so great it's um it's hard to categorize um and I feel like maybe I heard it a little bit darker than you Dan but that doesn't matter it's like it it lends itself to being heard in different ways so I kind of just thought it was like synth based um pop but very sparse and almost darkish um, like to me, it felt very much like eighties synth pop, um, with a couple other different elements in there too. Like, I, yeah, like I said, synth pop IDM, honestly, like brain dance, which is like what they call Apex twins music genre, I guess, but really
0: they call it, that brain dance. I guess
1: so. Huh. Um, and even elements of classical there are, I mean, piano and string yeah that's that's totally true and also though it reminded me of like electronic based indie rock stuff like you mentioned dan but also the knife or broadcast Mm -hmm. things like that you know the other element of it because i'm basically just trying to stay away from stuff you already said so i'm kind of splicing this together Right, right um the other element though is the rhythms they're super nice nice rhythms and polyrhythms like really smart and almost like talking heads or like a, like a like no wave kind of thing like a certain ratio if you ever listen to them like yeah like a lot of really interesting rhythms going on like remain in light level talking head style rhythms um the thing about it though that really did it for me i love his voice i mean i am in it's love with his voice so fantastic it's amazing and mm-hmm. when i was thinking about it and listening to it two main uh singers came to mind and i knew that wasn't quite right but um those two singers are Kirk smith from tears for fears mm-hmm. um and dave gone from um Depeche Mode, Mode. yeah, mm-hmm. and the music uh, reminded me a lot of Depeche Mode too. Yeah, it definitely had a very like new wave sort yeah. of thing too. But the one person that I realized I thought he sounded just like was Justin Broderick from J. Su. Really? Yeah, like if you listen wow. to J. Su and then listen to this, it's it's almost uncanny, which is hilarious. But um, <laughs> I I I do love this vocal style, and it's one that is missing in almost everything. I mean, there's a lot of neo goth groups that do like a Peter Murphy style vocal or whatever, mm-hmm. but this 80s new wave um high baritone singing very much like Tears for Fears. Like you'll be singing along and the note is so high, but he he's singing like this and you think it sounds like a baritone, but it's actually a really high note. Um, I really miss that. People used to do that in the eighties all the time. And I love it. I loved all of it. Spandau ballet, uh, naked eyes, any of them, that kind of vocal style just does it for me. And so I loved that. Um, there are a lot of effects on the vocals, uh, a lot of vocoding, a lot of reverbs, delay pitch shifting and things like that. But his voice always cuts through and it's always present. And I can't say enough about it. Like, Sometimes I just, I'm really overwhelmed by someone's um, vocal style. It's not that often, but every once in a while. And this is definitely one of those moments. Yeah, um, it's
0: it's amazing.
1: And um, I, I like I said, I can't believe, just like you said, that this is happening here, that I don't know anything about it. I would love to know more about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to go back through the full discography and hear all of it. Yeah, me too. Um, And this was just a great discovery, Dan. Yeah, it it was
0: just random. And like,
1: I don't know. I like the description of it.
0: I like the aesthetic of it, the way it looked. It just looked like something that I would, that you and I could possibly like.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. It was,
0: yeah, really good. So my takeaway from your review is that if you like J. Sue, Godflesh, and Napalm (laughs) Death, all the bands that Justin Broderick has been in,
1: no, you but know, if you find his voice really beautiful and Jason, like I do, yeah, yeah. I think there's a comparison. I, now, I really do. <laughs> I didn't know that Justin Broderick was
0: in Napalm Death. Yeah. I had no idea. That's insane. I watched that documentary for like probably the sixth time, Slave to the Grind. Have you seen that? Yeah. When they started out, everyone had to just be like, You guys are not going anywhere.
1: And they have
0: longevity up the ass, even though none, I guess they're like, there literally are no original members. (laughs) Like, I think that's hilarious.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. If your songs are only going to go on for 30 seconds, it's like, you know, the thing is, is they don't (laughs) have you listened to much? It's changed a lot. It's changed a
0: lot. But even on scum, the first, like there's that one part where that one dude from Anal Cunt, the, uh, the guitar player, he was all like, uh, yeah, uh, people were saying like, you know, oh, oh, you know, don't listen to side, listen to side two first. Side mm-hmm. one kind of sucks because side one starts off really slow and it's like a two minute song or something. Mm-hmm. And all the grindcore fans were listening. They're like, this sucks. This is not fast. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like a minute in, it just goes nonstop yeah nice crazy i i never was really into Napalm. i i used to think napalm death were like a death metal band or something
1: Mm -hmm. i never
0: really knew what grindcore was until the late 90s when i started seeing like local bands do that kind of stuff
1: Mm -hmm. but yeah if you like napalm death check out sound science
0: (laughs) (laughs) and if you'd like to talk contact us garrett (laughs) yeah we yeah. want to talk to you about if Justin Broderick was an influence <laughs> on your
1: vocal style. I know, I know it's ridiculous, but uh, he he sounds just like him. I yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, dude, that's
0: man. And Jay Sue is a great band. I mean, oh,
1: for sure. It's, yeah, yeah it, it's great. The uh, I saw him play uh, Silver Live and I, added, I, I think I had an out of body experience.
0: So. Oh, I can imagine. I'm sure that that band is amazing live. They're loud. Well, every band that's going to be connected to like Justin Broderick is going to be loud. That's just to be expected. Yeah. You know what else is to be expected?
1: Uh, what? Local shows. Oh, you. Speaking of live music, you would think. No, there are there are some. All right, let's hear them. All right, so today there are no shows, but tomorrow, (laughs) Friday. At the gas lamp. That's in Des Moines. It's going to be Anthony Warden and the Illiterati uh, with the host country. Saturday, the 22nd. This one's at Lefties, Lefties Live Music. Um, it's going to be Bongzilla. Ooh. Yeah. Bongzilla with Druids. Nice. Mm. And Handlebar. That will be sick. That's at Lefty's yeah. on Saturday. Now here's an interesting one for Sunday, the 23rd. Check this out. Okay, at the gas lamp at 3 p.m. Uh-huh. You have the cryptics, the surf zombies, hook shot, Seth, Chloe, and the Silver Liners. Okay. Okay. Gas lamp. Three o'clock. Then at lefty's live music at 7 p.m you have the cryptics Mm. with americature and resurrection mary so seemingly you could see the cryptics at three o'clock at the gas lamp and then at seven o'clock at lefties so if you like the cryptics they're from new hampshire um then goddamn that is your lucky day buy a lottery ticket um and then we have one more show that one's gonna be on tuesday the 25th it's gonna be sick i'm gonna maybe go dan even said he might go yes i might uh, it's a uh, mall <coughs> sorry god damn <laughs> 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 oh jeez okay. satan doesn't want you to go to that show oh the brimstone um <laughs> No, so, okay, Maul, <laughs> Dose, Swing Low, and PSYOP, that's going to be at Gabe's on the 25th, Tuesday. The old recording and performing drummer of PSYOP, Jake, will be on our show next week. And so will Justin and Comer. And Justin K. Comer. <sighs> yes, whose yep. tape we reviewed a couple weeks back. Yeah, so they're going to be on the show and um that's gonna be sick i think it is it's going to be really hopefully sick. i can get all this brimstone out of my lungs <laughs> <then. coughs> oh god <laughs> sorry so are you okay that, that wasn't a prayer by the way okay all right are you <laughs> oh, it was just an exclamation
0: <laughs> yeah 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 do you think that um that's what's going on for real with everybody is they're just
1: catching brimstone. Yeah. Brimstone 19. Brimstone 19. That's what it is. Oh, Jesus. We should,
0: we should not be joking about any of this.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't care. I'm dying. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> I know. got I'm, nothing left to lose now.
0: <laughs> nothing left to lose. Kind of like going to torch
1: this world on my way out. There you go. There you
0: go. <laughs> hey uh, i checked out um the first couple of songs of the faster pussycat first album yeah It's dude ill right yeah i was i was like wow yeah this doesn't even really sound like everything else like no. from that era what an interesting sound
1: <laughs> yeah it's boogie woogie and
0: the guy's <laughs> yeah. voice
1: yeah oh wow it's so good
0: <laughs> it wow. really is it's so like,
1: like oh. I don't even know what he's doing, man. Yeah.
0: is I mean, so I don't know cool. What, I don't know what the whole band is doing. I'm just trying to make the best yeah. out of that yeah. situation. Yeah. It's so crazy. Oh, man. Like who sings like that? I don't know. What's his name? Tay Downs? Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> even know, dude. Do you, do you remember an old 80s band called Keel? Yeah, I do. The, i remember there was a uh a show on mtv it was kind of like a where are they now 80s hair bands mm-hmm. and uh for some reason they put keel on that segment which was like mm. weird because like i don't yeah. i didn't really remember keel until that
1: came yeah. up they didn't matter that's what you're trying. yeah to say. they didn't matter exactly <laughs> and
0: uh they cut to this they're like well ronnie they showed like This like video of Ronnie Keel like screaming behind the mic, going ah (laughs) then there's like this fire like exploding in the background, like every 80s hair metal video, you know? And then he's like, and his choice of music might be a little different today. And then he then they 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 go to him performing in the back of a pickup Mm. truck with an acoustic guitar with a cowboy hat. And he's singing this song where he's like. My horse is a Harley. My gun is a guitar.
1: Oh, Jesus (laughs) Christ.
0: (laughs) Wow yeah wow
1: dude. well if you want to see a wild cowboy you should just <laughs> look up i don't know if you say his name tame down or tamey down yeah i don't know either he's a wild looking dude <laughs> he really his is. voice is just as wild as his face yeah i don't even <laughs> i, I like him Man, he's like out. he's like the real marilyn manson
0: <laughs> yeah
1: the, yeah you know the fake, this fake contact in your eye bullshit the fake one's a total creep yeah. I'm going to get way into tame down. Oh, there he is. He got a little hair You're going, you're going down the fast, going down the faster hey, rabbit hole. For- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good one.
0: Wow. <laughs> oh, man.
1: oh man. that's the best joke that's ever been on this podcast. Yeah,
0: dude. Wow. Sometimes I sometimes I'm good with them and I I get them right like every
1: five years. Plus, you saved our listeners from just listening to me look at Google Images (laughs) of Damien.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Which was already just a shitty moment. (laughs) And then he just saved it. Nice job. Well, you know, I mean that you know what we should do. We should invite him on the podcast. Oh, I would love that. I you think you you think he
0: talks like that?
1: Thank you for having me on.
0: <laughs> so uh uh how did you get that singing style well it's kind of how i talk yeah. <laughs> I, think,
1: I think what you guys are doing are really cool for the local scene oh my god oh i wish he was local i wish he was my <laughs> yeah, friend me too It'd be so good like could anyone out could there you, knows down. could
0: you imagine him going to a wolf eyes show oh. in davenport
1: yes i can <laughs> like, You got to see these photos, guys. Dude, yeah, absolutely, guys. Google image, search it with me. Let's do it together. Wow, I think I just developed a new celebrity crush. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah, That's all I need in this life. It's crazy. Mm, Just posters of tame down
0: all over my Tame down <laughs> that dude is yeah dude, that's what you should do you should just throw out everything see what your wife says uh. see what sarah <laughs> says just be like throw out everything
1: be like yeah. why do you
0: got pictures yeah. of, of, of this guy who is yeah. he yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you really it's... think you should wear that faster pussy catcher to work
0: <laughs> you're like don't I, think I should my business <laughs> <laughs> you start talking like that <laughs> yeah. too i do what I want. <laughs> it's
1: like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's like rock, so the rock and roll clown. Yeah, that's how I, I talk I've, now. I'm a changed. Okay. <laughs> I'm a changed man, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, God. Let's get him on
0: here. All right, dude, wouldn't that be crazy if that's how the cough sounded was like his vocals? <laughs> 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 that is kind of
1: what they sound like yeah that is kind of what they sound like i do want to know
0: (laughs) i do want to know how that guy talks though i
1: obviously can't talk anymore
0: yeah (laughs) yeah i think i think uh tane what's his name tane or tame is that it what is it tame or tamey it's spelled like jamie Jamie, with a t all right so tame tamey whatever peace out
1: (laughs) at the end <laughs> like we're talking to him man That was like i was janet jackson on that yeah. song. at the end is that the oh shit I forgot that's such about. a great Dude, ending actually you brought up janet jackson i
0: gotta say <laughs> janet jackson's song rhythm nation slaps yeah that's a good like one. i heard it on classic mtv the other day mm-hmm. so i was just like holy shit i do not remember this being this good and then right after that debbie gibson's electric youth came on that's a good song i don't remember this and then i looked up debbie gibson she writes all of her own stuff she wrote all of her own stuff she's like one of the and i'm like you wrote electric youth (laughs) my gosh you could totally be in an electronic punk she could be in like i don't know politics or something or men's recovery project (laughs)
1: like yeah so debbie or (laughs) mrp if y'all are listening yeah, 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 MRPS, get together.
0: Uh, Sam McFeeders. <laughs> you could change your name. You guys could, like, do a project called Debbie McFeeders. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I, that was an example of a joke that I just totally blew it with. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to wish you all a good day, good night, good week yeah good year i don't who knows when we're going to be on the air next
1: probably next week but
0: next week i would assume ladies and gentlemen thank stops, you folks we're thank always you for rolling. listening
1: you yeah. need to check
0: out that faster pussycat album though and, sure. and and also sound science and the internet and yeah maybe sound science is more important than faster pussycat but i would yeah, put I them mean, in the same faster
1: pussycat will always be there they've always been there Wow. Absolutely. And while you're at it too, listen to J Sue and yeah. The leafy Kunda, Kundalini genie. I've noticed um with Faster Pussycat, it'll find you when you're ready <laughs> to listen <laughs> to it. You know? <laughs> it'll oh, find man. you at that point in your life where you you just need it and um it'll change everything. Dude, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh Guns and Roses has a new
0: album out called Hard School. It's that's released. coming out. It's coming out next week, supposedly. Dang.
1: Hmm.
0: It actually has Slash and definitely It has the, the original band, I guess. Wow. It's called Hard School with a K.
1: Wow. Hard School. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even funny. Oh uh, Well, yeah, just, it is. Uh, it's hilarious.
0: It.
1: Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it is really, really weird. Well, let's review it in two weeks maybe we should yeah uh all right
0: guys oh my god get, okay. have a good week get some sleep get some rest <laughs> yeah
1: yeah if you have a cold stay home from work don't, <laughs> <Yeah>. do, your- <laughs> don't do a podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> make sure you don't get don't the- just cough all over your pop filter <laughs> shit maybe no one even knew i was coughing maybe <laughs> cough filter too.
0: You guys are doing a really cool for the local scene.
1: Oh my God. That's the end? No.